University of Kentucky College of Arts and Sciences podcast. Recently, we sat down with Dr. Adam J. Banks, Associate Professor in the Department of English, to discuss his work on race, rhetoric, and technology, and how his project intersects both academic and community engagement and blurs the lines between boundaries of classroom and civic spaces. Dr. Banks discusses his academic influences and interests, ranging from black theology to music like Parliament Funkadelic and in addition talks about how the University of Kentucky and the College of Arts and Sciences have helped shape his academic projects and goals. In our conversations about my coming here, both my chair, Roxanne, and Dean Cornblue showed that they really understood and valued my work and wanted to build from that. In terms of the sense of uniqueness and innovation that I was excited by here, there are two things. One, the work that we're doing to reinvent composition instruction at the first year level by fully bringing together print literacy with oral production and digital production. This has always been important to me and it's the challenge that I think we have to meet. Beyond the freshman course though, the reason I say it has a chance to affect the broader work we do as scholars, I see this division as linking serious exploration into technology issues, which happens to be my area, and public engagement, the the idea that we want to be a place where the serious discussions and debates happen. I think this is even more important in the context of the aftermath of events in Tucson because we've got to figure out how to be able to disagree honestly, but ethically, thoughtfully, compassionately. And how do we create the spaces, not just here at UK, but model that for the rest of the Commonwealth, for the nation. That's really important work. And so as we build our curriculum throughout upper division courses, the students might take as electives through our graduate offerings, the chance to imagine what that looks like. How do the pieces of a whole curriculum work that get students that combination when they get out of here? So, you know, that public debate, discussion, community engagement, and technologies, the chance to put all of those together is really powerful to me. And when I say community work, I'm talking about something far different from service learning or sending some kids out on a community day, but working long-term to build with the people in their own spaces, taking their truths and their traditions seriously, their knowledge seriously, becomes so important to me because getting an education for me, getting PhD for me, never was about just being inside the academy. It always was about trying to use intellectual work to somehow bring people together, to somehow spark other conversations. The best way I can describe it for you is this, where many people who do community literacy work see themselves as going out into community to build literacy. I flip it, I go at it the other way around. My goal is to use literacy broadly, reading, discussion, writing, whatever, as means for building community. How do we, in a context where we're also scattered, not just African Americans, you know, even though I focus primarily in black communities, but all of us, whether it's because of technologies, whether it's because of migration patterns within regions and across the nation, the fact that, you know, we can travel worldwide within hours, There's so many factors that lead us to be more scattered than ever. How do we rebuild community? How do we bring us back together? And so that's the issue that becomes important to me. At my best, my hope is that they're seamlessly linked, that I'm doing the same kind of work for my students here at UK, that my research feeds my teaching, my teaching feeds my community work, my community work feeds my research, that all of these things feed each other and push me to be better, stronger in all those areas.
Dr. Banks is the author of two books, Race, Rhetoric, and Technology, Searching for Higher Ground, and Digital Greetings. Banks talks about the connection between the two and how they relate to his teaching philosophy. There are connections for sure. The best way I can describe the progression between the two is in Race, Red Tech, I was trying to clear broad theoretical ground for this conversation. The broad goal was to bring together and discussions that you usually don't see happen together. Conversations about technology were homogenous. You didn't see a whole lot of people of color in that scholarship. And at the same time, scholars in my area, African-American rhetoric, or more broadly in African-American studies, language, literature, any of those areas, weren't dealing with technology issues fully. And at the same time, there was this sense in which I wanted to say to a broader African-American community outside the academy, look, technology and technology issues are just as important a site of struggle and activism and work as the prison system, as police brutality, as HIV AIDS, as any number of issues that we might name that would seem to be more on the forefront. So encouraging African-Americans to see technology issues as a site for collective work and bringing together many different pockets of the academy that don't get to talk to each other about the relationships between technologies and cultures. And I mean cultures broadly, not just African-Americans. We talk about indigenous people. We talk about various categories of white folk. We can talk about Latino folk. And so I wanted to see all of that happen within the discipline of rhetoric and composition. That's what I was trying to do with Race Red Tech. In Digital Griots, I worked to build on that to develop a specific approach to teaching writing rooted in African-American rhetorical traditions. And when I say teach writing rooted in these traditions, I mean for everybody. One thing that I happen to believe is that we need to centralize the experiences, the traditions, the truths of many different groups of people in how we teach for everybody so that we don't just have this sort of day of inclusion type model. Well, I got my two Latino folks on the syllabus, we good, right? How do we centralize those experiences and traditions? And so, in this particular example, I argue that given the challenges of technologies and multimedia writing, the DJ gives us a powerful model for what that writing instruction can be. And the DJ's practices give us a powerful lens for going back and looking at black rhetorical traditions more fully so that we don't just say, okay, the sample is cool, but how does the sample, how does the remix, how does the mix, how do any of those work as tropes for understanding in more detailed ways what's happening within African-American rhetoric? So there are those twin goals. So a model for writing instruction rooted in the DJ and a more thorough exploration of black rhetorical practices and traditions. The common definition for the griot is the storyteller figure who was a crucial figure in African cultures and societies. Sometimes that person was the historian, sometimes that person was the counselor, sometimes that person was an entertainer. But that griotic figure, that bearer of a community's not only stories, but history, collective memory, that's what made this figure so central in these African societies. So 
the roles and the functions of the griot, they survive in many different figures here within African American culture. Sometimes it's in the figure of the preacher. Sometimes it's in the figure of the MC in hip hop. Sometimes it's in the figure of the stand-up comic. But when we think about how we link traditions and technologies so that neither one gets lost, my idea was that the figure and the functions of the griot become a way to keep us connected to those traditions even as we look forward. And so the perfect model of that combination of tradition and technology in African-American culture for me, who is still a storyteller, is the DJ. And I mean that both in the sense of the hip-hop DJs cutting and scratching and mixing and African-American radio DJs going back to 1947 in the early days of radio. And so that's how that griotic figure comes to hold such a central place in how I'm theorizing writing instruction. So my argument is that we should be teaching our students to be griots, to be bearers of history, collective memory, of stories, and at the same time have the skills to produce in multiple modalities. Have the kind of orientation toward technology that they're not waiting for someone to teach them how to use the new software because things change so fast, they develop that ability to stay on top of it simply as a part of how they view their jobs as writers, as thinkers. So that's a little bit of an overview of how the Griot figure comes together here. Dr. Banks also shares with us his many academic influences, which range from stand-up comedians to musical artists. There's a wide range, you know, so whether we're talking broadly about composition theory or various ways of studying rhetoric, not just in the AFAM tradition, but across everybody, to African-American rhetorical traditions throughout that history, to technology issues broadly. So all the messy theoretical stuff about how do we imagine our work with technology so that we're doing something more than just giving Apple and Microsoft some more money. You know, there are many areas within that. The African-American sermon is an interest of mine. Black theology as an intellectual movement is an interest of mine. But even stand-up comedy and music traditions. You know, music is a primary way in which I find my path into the intellectual questions. And so whether it's Parliament, Funkadelic, whether it's the old slow jam tradition, Ozzy Brothers, Prince, Donny Hathaway, Minnie Ripperton, Etta James, jazz, blues, there's more than balm for the soul up in there. There's deep epistemological intellectual work happening up in that music that not only not only inspires my thinking, but becomes that living bridge that can help connect us all to each other more deeply, more powerfully. And so while for many people that would seem to somehow be separate from intellectual work, for me it's organic and really important. I often find my way into these big theoretical questions from that music tradition. So, you know, I'll just add that and kind of leave it there. Thanks for listening. And thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences, the Department of English, and Dr. Adam J. Banks for making this podcast possible. For more information about the College of Arts and Sciences, visit www.as.uky.edu.